So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas you're listening to this i need to do the a thing oh my gosh hey you're listening to the six figure photography podcast with ben hartley i'm keeping that in there and rachel griman each week, a new episode will air to help you grow your business by winning more bookings, maximizing profits, and breaking through your limiting beliefs. Today is part three of four, how to get clients now. We are in week three of this. Uh, this is a really exciting uh, kind of four-part series. If you haven't already, I actually recommend that you, this is kind of building on on each one. And so if you haven't caught the, the previous two parts, Maybe go back, go to part one, uh, and give that a listen. In part one, we covered paid traffic, like how to pay for inquiries, how to pay for new clients right now. Part two, last week, we went into how to create an irresistible promotional event. Like think Black Friday sale kind of a thing, right? It's, it is a, like a loss leader. You take a hit up front, you get some new inquiries, you get some new leads, and you turn it into a win for your business. Today, we are talking about how to trade, how to trade with other people who already have your clients, how mm-hmm. to go about doing this. Now, we've mentioned this every every part, and I think it's worth noting to, to, to re-mention in case you're only going to isolate and just watch this one video here or listen to this one podcast. But whenever we're talking about like getting leads quickly, getting leads now, th- there's a cost to be paid. Like the, you, you don't just get to like do this thing and it just guarantee works every single time mm-hmm. for free. If that was the case, everyone would do it. You are either paying upfront with your cash, like paid traffic kind of a thing, rolling the dice, throwing money at the table, or you're paying with your time, right? Like some of these things take like they take a hustle and mm-hmm. many, many require a bit of both. Um, however, if the alternative is you sitting on your hands, then let's go build our business. Rachel, totally. how you doing, Absolutely. girl? Absolutely. Agree with everything you said. Full send. That was a long-winded intro today. for me. I know. I was really, <laughs> I was just driving it, just driving it. I home. was into it. I was into it. Um, so far, what's been new? Any, any feedback on the last two? Uh, on the last two kind of uh, parts of this, going into this one? Any, any thoughts yeah. that you have? I mean, I think... I'm talking to a lot of photographers right now about 
the lack of leads or the anxiety around leads. And something I keep coming back to is now is the time to try something new or different than you've done before, because I feel like we saw this booking frenzy and sorry, Ben, I didn't prep you that I was going to talk about this, but I'm I'm here for it. Let's go. (laughs) After COVID, we saw this like desperate, desire to um, capture our memories and especially people that were postponing weddings. Like we just had this huge boom of business and it was like, you know, shooting fish in a barrel. Is that the saying? I think it's the saying. I think it's shooting ducks in a, in a pond, pond or picking daffodils, fish in a barrel, picking yeah. daffodils, no picking dandelions in your grandma's front yard. Oh yeah, okay. That's Never a per- that's, that. I don't, that's not I a like saying, it. but that's that's a that's also core memory of mine. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Glad you brought it up. Um, anyway, I feel like a lot of photographers have had an abundance of leads, and they just haven't had to work that hard for them because there were so many clients to go around, and now we're feeling kind of the um, constriction of the economy a little bit, and people hanging on to their dollars a little bit longer, and so that ease with which we've been booking in the last couple of years is gone and it's become difficult again. So what worked for you in the last two years worked because we were in a very different buying environment. So in this new buying environment where people need to be reassured even more, they need to trust you even more and they need to understand the value more than ever. The reason we're talking about this and doing this series is to give you ideas of something new you could try that you haven't tried before, because now is the time to market. Now is the time to experiment experiment with some things and try new things. Um, do you agree or disagree, Ben? Yeah, I do. And I, I, I'm going to riff here. I, I could be off. <laughs> I'm curious if I'm curious if we're hitting a hard time right now or if we just got soft. You know, like I think both. I think think it's a little bit of both. Yeah, yeah. But I am curious, like, you know, prior to to twenty twenty, I think it was also hard. And then I think, like, like I think we got like this, like you said, this big surge, and things kind of like we let our guard down a little bit. It was just like everything came pouring in. We we probably let up a little bit on our marketing efforts, and we're almost like back to where we were. Maybe like you said, a little deficit to it as well. Yeah. Well, and I think a lot of people closed their businesses in 2020. It was yeah. like, it's not worth sticking it out. So not only was there a flood of new clients, but there was less competition for a second. Yeah. And so now I do agree. We're back to the 2019 days where it wasn't necessarily easy. And we have to flex those marketing muscles a little bit again. And yeah. we need to try some things that might actually cost us time and effort. Yeah. Like I know right now I'm spending more time on marketing than I have in years. And that's the cost that I am willing to spend right now is my time. So anyway, all that to say, that's why we're talking about these things and we hope it's helpful. And it was really brilliant of us in the first two episodes. So like Ben said, go listen to those before you keep going (laughs) on this one. (laughs) I love it. All right. Well, so, so today uh, Mm -hmm. I want to kind of, uh, let's discuss this idea of, of trading with people who already have them. Because when we're talking about this, I think a great way to think about it is like a, a return on your investment, like um, the return on your time spent, your dollars spent doing any sort of activity. Y'all have very limited time. You have limited time. And my guess is you got limited dollars to spend on marketing. Um, we're wearing all the hats. And so um, when it comes to like a marketing method that can create one of the highest ROIs, return on your investment, Trading with other people who already have your have your clients is is at the top of the list. Mm-hmm. So like you could go out 
And you could market to the individuals. You could go market to new couples for wedding photographers, new families, family portraiture, et cetera. You could go market to them. You could, you could run the paid ads out to uh, create the desire for your service, right? However, as you're doing that, like you're going out and you're trying to convert like these, these individuals to you. When there already exists another business who's done all the work, they've been around for a little bit longer. They've, they, they've already gathered your audience. They already have your clients. They've got a whole pool of them. They're, they're hanging out with them. They're serving them, your dream clients. And if there was a way for you to create a bridge to that vendor, to create a partnership with them, that would be mutually beneficial where you could serve them, you could bring them leads. And, and as a, as a response, they, they would do the same for you. Mm-hmm. That can completely change the trajectory of your business. Uh, and not only that, but the inquiries that you will get from these type of referrals, they will be far easier to book when you way get more qualified. Yes. Word of mouth referrals, far easier, but way more qualified. They will, they will, they will book with you faster, which means less time from you emailing, chasing, mm-hmm. calling, chatting, consultate, all this stuff. They'll be quicker to book. Um, more qualified, they will spend more money. This is just like, uh, statistically speaking, they will spend more money. They're more Mm -hmm. likely to leave reviews and more likely to become repeat buyers. So that's what I mean when I say like greater ROI, like it'll, this is going to take some work to do. And for many of you, it'll be worth it. It'll pay off more often and in higher numbers. Yes. I want to say, though, before we go into this, it doesn't have to be trading leads for leads. Correct. You can just trade your skill set and you might have something to offer someone else that isn't necessarily a lead, but would help them in their business. So your job after you listen to this is to figure out what you have to give these other people. Mm -hmm. You need to look at yourself and say, I can give my time. I can give my talent. I can give my photos. I can give my own network. Like what do you have to offer people? Because you need to know what you have to offer before you start approaching them. Yes. And many of you, even as you think about this, I want to encourage you on a couple of things. Sometimes it's just the community that you get to give. It's, it's friendship, it's community. Mm-hmm. It is uh, everything that comes with that. You've also built a business. Uh, and so sometimes that the, like the experiences you have in building a business, in marketing and figuring out different quirks within your business, maybe, maybe there's this one area of your business that you've kind of mastered more or less. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like maybe you've just gotten really damn good at SEO. Right. Like, you know it, you know it really well. And that's an asset that, that someone else could use. So the, these are like the things I want you to look inward into yourself like, and, and look at yourself like your mom would look at you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not the way that you look at you in the mirror, all yeah. dirty and shit. Yeah. Just a mess. You know, absolute shame covering every part. Mm-hmm. Let's not look at like let's let's yeah. look at ourselves in the mirror the way that our mom would look at us and be like, Connie, you are so good at building a business. You're so good at SEO. People would love to work with you. And it's true. It's true. I have an Instagram post from like three years ago that said, go ask your mom why she likes you. (laughs) Because it's like, if you can't figure it out, I guarantee your mom has some nice things to say. Because it's true. There's a lot. If you make yourself hit, if you go after this episode, make a list of 20 points, 20 things that you have to offer someone else in your field and make yourself keep going, even if it's dumb stuff. But make that list and then you can see what you have to offer. It's important. And it'll make you feel good about yourself. Mm. Yeah, 
It's, it'll probably make you feel bad to start because you'll be sitting on number three and just being like, I don't know. I think I got cute eyebrows. Like, you know, like. Don't think about high value. Just things that you can offer them. <laughs> I okay, went with cute eyebrows on my, on my list. On my list, number three on my list, everyone is cute eyebrows. <laughs> same, same, same. Me too, me too. All right, so here we go. So there, there's really two key areas that I want to encourage you to think about partnerships and collaboration. And the one is, is, is it's the toss-up. It's the given. And it's the one that portrait photographers love to complain about. I love y'all portrait photographers, but we love to complain about this because I get it. Portrait photographers have it, quote, rough. There's some great superpowers that portrait photographers have that wedding photographers will never have, but we'll discuss in a future episode. But number one would be to collaborate, like a collaborative effort with other vendors. Now, when I say collaborative effort, like I want you to think about who are the other vendors who would be collaborative in the actual delivery of the service that you provide to your clients. And again, this is why it's so easy with weddings. Cause it's like, well, we've got wedding planners. We've got videographers. We've got venues, hairdressers. What else we got? Uh, florists. Florists. Dr- uh, dresses. Let's keep going. Last one to come up with one loses. Suits. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Tux rentals. Oh man, I'm out. Linens. <laughs> Tent rentals. Oh gosh, there it is. Uh, oh, orchestras. Listen, you get the point. But anyone yeah. who's involved. Oh, live bands. Live bands. Amen. Bakers. DJs. Bakers. Oh, my gosh. We're really, we're really stretching. We're like here. wedding cakes. I agree. So you trade, like you collaborate with people who are involved in the session. Now, what about like, um, so, so are there collaborative efforts for portrait photographers? And we may need to get into the specifics, like what specific type of portrait photographers. Yeah. Um, like, I think maternity. You could, or yeah. boudoir, you've got like a hair and I would makeup say boudoir artist. Boudoir is an easy one because people are getting done up for that. Yep. Hair, makeup. I mean, that's, that's really like the core. Unless you have a studio, like Tell that you're renting, more. like, like if you are a photographer that rents space from someone, another photographer or a studio owner to shoot portraits in, um, you can become one of their preferred vendors too. Oh, like I if see. you have a membership, you and you pay, you know, a couple hundred dollars for six hours of studio time stretched across each month, then they have a preferred vendor list for when people come to them looking for family photos or event specific photos, that kind of thing. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, we could go with like a, a birth, you know, newborn photography. You yeah. know, you can maybe uh, partner with like a, a, a doula, a hospital, um, like, you know, that's another kind of idea. Yeah. Clothing stores. Yeah, Maybe. yeah, boutiques. Yeah, yeah. You can you could get involved with boutique, um, newborn pictures, uh, baby boutique. Um, yeah. Okay. So okay, got it. That's one of the things. Okay. Oh yeah. What? Someone in the mastermind commented seniors, and that's a good one too. Yeah, hair, makeup, clothing, boutique, spa, shoe store. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Sheila. So so then, what about um, for the rest of the portrait photographers? What is the second kind of way? If we're not going to be able to collaborate with other vendors, where right. what else can we do, Rachel? Local businesses, collaborating, targeting local businesses that share your ideal client and that audience. Um, Ben gave the example, which I thought was very specific, but I liked it, of pediatric dentist, because it's true. There's family showing up there and that you could always run a promotional event with someone or, you know, do like a goodie bag when the kids leave that you sponsor. You could get your name, your logo stamped on a lollipop that goes in the goodie bag from the dentist or something like that. Um, I was telling Ben earlier that I do this with um, my kids preschool. So I 
partner with them. I volunteer to be the school photographer all year. I photograph events, graduations, all of that. And they get free photos and the parents get free photos. And then I always get bookings from the other parents through that Mm. because they see my photos and I'm top of mind for them because they know my kid, they know me, they know my work. And it's made me a lot of money and been very worth my effort there. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I have a portrait photographer in book solid. Uh, She was on a coaching call and we were just discussing um, one of the, the ways that she does this, uh, where she doesn't, she, she has volunteered in the past, but now she gets paid to do it as well. But like, she will intentionally, whether it's, she's getting paid a small amount or mm-hmm. volunteering to, um, as a pet photographer to go and document like these kind of these pet events, like these pet shows, mm-hmm. like big event type of things where they really don't value the photography. You're just yes. kind of like taking pictures for like, you know, just BS right. stuff. Like they don't right. care, but it gets her directly in front of access to top tier clients who like absolutely. love their family members, these little pets, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Absolutely in front of the, like the, the perfect kind of people as, as you're thinking about this, you know, Rachel, you brought up the idea of like a pediatric dentist, you know, like you can combine this with like something like a voucher where uh, I love vouchers as kind of good as cash uh, investments like that you get to give to the other vendor, to the other business. And it is a win for them. You let them know, I want you to give these to your best clients, right? It is worth $200 cash. Do not give these out. You're going to make sure that each one of these gets a certificate, like numeric system printed on it because it's because cash in your studio, you know? So they get to give them then to their best clients. It's a win for the, for the business. And then hopefully it's a win for you because then it brings you a new lead, you know? So like one of the things you could do with this is like, um, my, my daughter, you know, she's got braces right now. And like, how cool would it be? Like, you know, when she gets her braces off, if there was like a celebration for that from the dentist and as a part of that celebration package that she received, you know what I mean? It was yeah. kind of like show off your new smile, you know, here, like get your, get your new family pictures. Uh, you know what I mean? Or even just like a kid yeah. session, like just yeah. a, a child portraits, you know, like show off yeah. your smile. Boom, done. Let's go. Like Absolutely. the dentist gets to be the hero to give you this awesome welcome package. You could have other stuff in it, you know? Right. Right. But that's a great example of that. It's a great example of that. And I love that idea too, because it's kind of a loss leader. Like we talked about before you do portraits of that kid that just got their braces off. You might book that family later too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you're giving them a little taste of what you offer yes. and then they might come back and book you for family stuff later. So kind of in line with what you were saying, um, you know, I'm now, I'm now thinking of ways to bridge the gap. Uh, Maybe it maybe so we could keep going down this line or we could yeah. go the route of like, I almost want to help other portrait drivers think of like other vendors as well. Like this could find alignment with, because I think they get so stuck because again, it's not directly collaborative towards the session, like wedding photographers. I think a right. lot of times it can be hard for, for portrait drivers to imagine what other businesses have their clients. Right. And maybe to this point, this is the value in knowing your target client so damn well knowing right. their behaviors their buying patterns their interests their hobbies their psychographics the things that they mm-hmm. care most about because then it makes it way easier you know totally and so are there any others that are like good yeah. examples that come to mind for you rachel absolutely my best piece of advice for this is to think about where your ideal clients hang out when they're not with you, when they're not getting their photos taken. And so we live in Denver, very close to this adorable little street that has a bunch of local businesses and all of them 
hit a different target client um, for someone. There is a little toy store and salon that's combined on the corner and a salon is another great way, like show off your new haircut. Here's a voucher for, you know, a family session or whatever clothing boutique store, same thing. Hey, you got some new, cause they have a bunch of like mommy and me matching outfits that would be very good for like studio mother photographers. Um, and a voucher in there would be great. Then you've got like a wine bar and a French restaurant and like a cantina all on that block that would be great for couples like if you're trying to get more couples portraits you could do a voucher there um there's a pet food store same thing um there's a dance studio and then a gymnastics studio across the street um a dog grooming place like every single one of those businesses has an opportunity for collaboration if they're within your ideal client Mm -hmm. so think about where they shop. Like this is when the stupid, which I am going to stand by the word stupid, um, like ideal client avatar worksheet comes into play where everyone writes about how their ideal client like shops at anthropology and reads these books and that kind of thing. Usually I make fun of them because it's like all based in fantasy land rather than real people. But where do your real clients actually shop? Where do they hang out? What local businesses do they like to support? Go get to know whoever owns that business, show up and offer them something. It doesn't have to be just a voucher either. You could offer them headshots if you wanted, if you just want to be able to leave a stack of your cards somewhere. Um, it doesn't need to be that deep either where you're making specialized vouchers. It can be, and I think that can be great, but all Ben and I are talking about here is networking. Like we're using a lot of words to describe one word, (laughs) which is networking. And if your local businesses don't know who you are, then your clients won't either. Like this is a very easy way to get your face and your name in front of a lot of people. I love all this. And the more, specific your dream client is at least one of them. I know many of you even have, have multiple like ideas of, of yeah. your dream client. Like the more specific they are, like the easier this becomes like, mm-hmm. like if you were, let's go the route of portrait photographer, the doing boudoir, not just any boudoir, but they're doing like dark, moody, sexy boudoir. Like, and, and mm-hmm. they're finding that a lot of their clients, they're, they're tattooed up. Like I'm going down a very specific path here. Yeah. Right. No, like, I like this. Like you could then like, okay, great. So I'm going to start partnering with like some of the most high end boutique tattoo shops in town. Like that would be someone that you could actually find partnership with like a tattoo parlor. Mm-hmm. Where that would make any sense for anybody else, but for you, it makes a ton of sense. Totally. And again, it's like show off the tattoo. Like, you just got a brand new tattoo. Let's go take some boudoir photographs and show that puppy off. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it becomes a win win. There's an event that leads into the next event. Uh, those things, I, I just see a lot of connection there. So, I hope this gets your mind going, Togs. I hate yeah. the word Togs. Why did I just say that? <laughs> You know I, I, mean? I was I was on board. You were I I know I, I delivered it with such confidence and then immediately just felt disdain. Some serious dis, gusto. Just absolute disgust towards myself. <laughs> oh my word. All right. So bridging bridging the gap. Like like um building these relationships. Honestly, maybe the easy part for you is to come up with a list of vendors. Maybe the hard part, the part where you're shaking in your boots is like, okay, great. What do I say? Yeah, or I hear this all the time too, and I believe you. I've tried reaching out to them and they ignore me. They ghost me. I give to them. They never give back. You know what I mean? Like, like that. Yeah. Yeah. I I hear that too. I love this idea of doing something that other industries do. Like, 
think about, I'm trying to think of a specific industry that sends like gift baskets to stay top of mind to their clients, like a marketing agency that sends like a popcorn bucket or something (laughs) to their highest paying client. Like why not send like a funny, memorable gift to a venue owner or to a local business that you want to become a preferred vendor for like stand out. I remember when I was applying for copywriting jobs, like 15 years ago at an agency, um, they talked about the gifts that the creative gifts that people would send that wanted to work for them that made them stay top of mind. And they were usually funny and cute and had something to do with what they discussed in the interview, something like that. So, you don't need to send a cold pitch email, like to whom it may concern. I would be very (laughs) interested in getting on your vendor list. Like you can do something fun and memorable. And that's relevant to the person you're talking to dig a little, do a little research, see if they say something specific that they like on their about page, then send them that cocktail or like something like that. Their networking is getting the upper hand on having knowledge about someone and making them feel special. And like you put a little bit of effort into it. Usually a cold pitch email, isn't it? One of the easiest things that will dramatically increase your odds of being received is when you reach out to them, you are not a stranger. Many of you are cold messaging, you're DMing, you're emailing, you're calling, whatever it is. And people don't know who they are. They ain't opening the door for you. They're like, I don't know what you want, but I'm not giving it to you. So one of the easiest ways to do this is to spend a couple weeks like engaging with their content, liking, mm-hmm. liking posts, commenting posts, sharing their stuff, like pouring into them, recommending your audience, go check them out, sending your followers to them. Like uh, this is something that when you do this and you spend a week or two doing this consistently, and then when they, when, when it's time for you to connect or whatever, like people pay attention. I, y'all, I pay attention even just like a, from a personal note, like we got what 37,000 people in this, Mm -hmm. in this mastermind group that this is going out live to millions of listeners on the podcast. I pay attention to who's left reviews of the podcast. I pay attention mm-hmm. to who watches the live videos of the podcast and comments all the time. All right now I'm looking at Angela Rose Watts sitting here in the group. And this is someone who's been a listener of the podcast. She's been a part of the community. She's always engaging. She's always encouraging. Uh, she's always not just encouraging me, but the, the rest of the community. I like, I know this gal, you know what I mean? And like, but I don't, but wait, but I do. Uh, mm-hmm. And so that's just, it's such a powerful thing. And I think we underestimate uh, how powerful it is to just take the time and to support and encourage and to share other people's success. Totally. Uh, it, it and listen doors. to Ben. Ben has 50,000 followers on Instagram. He could name probably some of the top five people that interact with his content, even though he has a gigantic audience, like it does not go unnoticed even from larger accounts. So pay attention to that and don't feel like, it's screaming into the black hole. There's nothing more personal than seeing somebody share your content and say, this is worth listening to. And, it, and, and keep your expectations low and your standards <laughs> high. I, I think this is actually a good place to end this because I think so yeah, we get so bitter true. so fast. Keep your yeah. expectations low and your standards high. When I say your standards high, I mean, just keep going, keep showing right. up. Because just because one person ignores you doesn't mean that you stop sharing and you stop supporting mm-hmm. and you stop giving a shit because you're not giving a shit about them. You're giving a shit about you and your business and the success that this thing means for your life and for the, the people who are relying on you, your kids, your clients, your partner. 
like keep your standards high and keep showing up because right. people, man, people are going to ghost you. People are going to talk and they're going to ignore them, whatever it is. It doesn't. It, so keep going. Right. If you have one success for every 10 tries, that's still success. Yes. Because these are low cost, hopefully low cost efforts here. Yes. Well, uh, thanks for listening podcast. Appreciate it. We <laughs> got to bring this thing home next week. Part four of four next week. We're going to bring it home. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what it is. You got to show up next week. Uh, until then. Be kind to yourself. And keep showing up. <laughs>